0: Welcome back, Carl. Welcome back, Chris. And let's we'll get straight into it then. Let's talk about... We have to talk about this. Game of Thrones is finally finished and what a load is... Sh- well, what did you think of... Uh, <laughs> you, I don't know if you see my review on Patreon. Did you both read it, didn't you? Yeah. Very yeah. accurate, I thought. Very, yeah.
1: very true to form. Yeah. yeah, if
0: you want to read my review on Patreon, go to Patreon and give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think... Yeah, we've 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 talked about it to death in the office, but season eight was probably the most disappointing season of them all there were a couple of episodes that were cinematically amazing uh, I, I would say there's one episode that is
2: I think the other ones were, 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 were good but that one episode was absolutely fantastic
1: yeah so it was episode 3 the battle for Winterfell so that was the culmination of that was shit the entire dead story the way it played, the way it played out, was to be desired. There's
2: I think there was a few issues with the tactics. Like you don't charge into an enemy you can't see. I mean that's a bit stupid.
1: That's sort of rule number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: and, and you put your battlements behind your walls so that they can't be destroyed straight away.
1: They lost a hundred thousand men instantly, hmm. and they lost all their siege weapons instantly because they put them at the this front. This is like
2: this always confuses By the way. Uh, From the Battle of Winterfell, you lose, like, at least half the Unsullied and pretty much all the Dothraki. And yet, and then, like, the last episode, or the second to last episode, they're all
1: back. I don't know where they came from. Where have they been hiding? Unless during the period of the start of the season, or not even the start, sorry, the end of that battle to the end of the season that someone sent off a raven to to wherever they're from to get more. But even that timeline for travel isn't... Yeah, because they would have had ridiculous. to come
2: from Nath, wouldn't they? Which is, it took them, like, years to get across. So it, would, it, would, it didn't make any sense because they, they had a handful of unsallied left and all of a sudden then they had thousands of unsallied left. You know, like
1: and that. thousands of Doc Racky as well. Yeah. There's no way that they all survived that initial charge. But,
2: but I think the problem with this, it was rushed and there was too many inconsistencies in the storyline and there was just little things. Even something as simple as just getting Jon Snow to pet his dog.
1: They ran out of budget, that's the rumour.
2: What a load of rubbish. I'm sorry, it's HBO and it's Game of Thrones, probably one of the most successful TV shows of all time. There is no way that they couldn't afford to just get someone to pet a dog.
1: So I don't understand what the budget constraints were. The The dogs they use on the show, I think, are actually real dogs. I don't know if there's... Unless like the dogs... Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> they might be like huskies or something rather than... Because what they did, they took... They used the Huskies in Season 1, and then I think they used CGI to make them look a lot larger than they were. But in Season 8, that dog does not look like a full-blown direwolf. It looks like a normal dog. Yeah,
2: they kind of ruined Ghost a little bit in that. I mean, even when you see him him run off into the the darkness with the Dothraki, and first of all, you're like, why is Ghost doing that? Why is he not staying?
1: Why is he up there with the Dothraki?
2: Surely he would be with Bran. If anything, he would have been protecting Bran, not going over there. And then you don't see him for the rest of the episode. He's just disappeared. So you think, is he dead? Is he, is, he, is he... What's going on there? And then the next episode, you see him, and Jon Snow looks over at him, and that's it. You're like, well, Ghost saves your life so many times. He's protected you all the way from, from the very beginning,
1: and you treat him like shit. Yeah, I think no. the only saving grace was that they actually all went off north together yeah. in the end. So there was some... At least they I, reunited.
2: I did like the... The way that the Starks ended, the four of them, how they kind of branched, even Bran the Broken being king, I sort of kind of like that. It, would, it made sense because he's, he couldn't, can't have kids, so it means that the idea of the king being passed down through the line is gone now, You have to be voted in, which means that they've more or less created a president slash prime minister rather than a king.
1: It makes sense. If you're going to start a democracy, the first person you want is someone who can't yeah have children it just kind of reinforces the the process and it's not going to be it's not going to be corrupt then where they all just vote for brand son it's actually going to be someone of note
0: i think it was a pity vote he was the only token disabled person on there
1: (laughs) pc culture gone mad is it yeah
2: that's what that was and then the dwarf being vice president basically
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah.
2: all they need now is a a black guy they didn't have a black guy there.
1: no the they, had
2: a, they had a woman on the board, but they didn't have a black guy. The only, the, only one were missing. the
1: only ethnic person that was left was Grey Wim, I think, and I think he went back true. to wherever he came from. But, yeah, it feels like one of those corporate presentations where I was like, yeah, yeah, there's the black guy, there's the Asian guy, yeah. there's the disabled <laughs> person. It's like, we know about equality. You don't have to keep ramming it in our faces, you know. And you, I, my... Um, my
2: brother-in-law, I, I, there's been a lot of rumours about the um, after the new Bond that they're going to introduce a female Bond into it. So the idea is that there won't be a James Bond, it'll be known as Jane Bond. That name is just ab- out there at the moment. I don't think it will actually be called Jane Bond.
1: I think I'm I like- can see what they've done in Game of Thrones. They've, they've toppled the monarchy for the kingdom. So there's no single, well, there's a single ruler for the kingdom of Westroads, but it's not the typical king and queen and then the power passes down the lineage. It's it's essentially like our political system now. It's sort of a democratic yeah, vote whether they would have they parties. ever have
2: a a a queen like that now. Will they ever be able to vote someone like that? And because Possibly. that era sees women as a, as a, almost as a subspecies, don't they? They don't really give women the same rights as they do men in that particular era in time That's
1: certainly a possibility they probably wouldn't
2: which means then they've probably actually gone backwards slightly because they would have a queen well they have had queens but now they won't have a female queen again because they no. won't be voted into it so they've actually gone back they've digressed <laughs> slightly a female queen a female queen yeah, yeah. as yeah. opposed to like elton john <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
1: because they've got a queen in the north which is Sansa. Yeah, we love Sansa. And that's... She's only there because Bran was voted as king of the yeah. the kingdom. So she's queen of the north. I don't think they'll vote in another queen anytime soon. Nope. So, but... I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the... The end in itself was okay. The Stark stories culminated quite well. John is with his free folk friends north of the wall where he belongs. Yeah,
2: he stated that he wanted to do that, but he couldn't because he was under Daenerys' rule at the time. And now that he's... It's kind of like a punishment without being a punishment. Yeah. Because it's what he wanted, but to everyone around him, it looks like he's being punished and banished.
1: Because there's no Night's Watch, as it were now. And if there is, then... It's basically wherever the free folk go, they just send them to one of the local settlements and
2: it's, it's kind of as if now we're you beyond the wall where it's gonna be constantly cold and you you know, it's gonna be not quite as nice as it would if you'd be on this side of the wall. It's like Australia back in the day. Yeah,
1: it's like the opposite of Australia. We send all our prisoners to like this deserted yeah. barren land. Yeah. And they're doing the same in the cold. I think Arya's story was quite frustrating. She's the result of all the stories they cut out of the books. So in the books, Beric Dondarrion brings back her mother, Catelyn, mm. and she's Lady Stonehawk, and she avenges the phrase and the other people who have wronged the Starks. So they built, they put all that into Arya, so she becomes this faceless assassin, which she does in the books, but not quite to the extent. No, but I do, I do quite series. like her
2: character. I think her character is actually probably one of the best, but I agree that towards the end it's a bit like, well... Uh, but throughout the entire thing, her arc is actually really, really good. From the moment when you f- meet her, she wants to be a warrior, but she's not allowed to because she's a lady. To then becoming a master assassin is fantastic, the way that they do it. And John supports her all the way through, even though their father, Ned, supports her all the way through, even though they're not meant to. They I have to try and teach her to be a lady rather than as a knight.
1: Because I personally thought she was going to go back to, to Braavos and back to the white, the black and white temple to become, you know, the the master yeah, assassin to I, I try and retrain, well. like, the next generation. The, yeah, they basically said, well, who can we, th- Christopher Columbus, so she's going to go explore west, which, depending on the geography of Game of Thrones, some people say it's a flat world. Yeah. If it's a globe, then she's just basically going the long way east. So it's. Which,
2: it could also remind you bring on a spin-off story for that it could be a story about Aya finding new new places yeah, they and left it open. To, yeah so she kind of almost created a small spin-off story for herself
1: they almost left all of them open if you think of it. But John and the Free Folk go north so you could potentially have a, a mini series about those you've got Arya obviously Sansa's in Winterfell but I don't know how much I, you could do for I that. think
2: I think with those ones the problem is because we've already seen where they're living we know what's happened already to, to do any more would be a kind of a continuation, whereas hers is going to be a brand new place. It's not going to have anything no, to smooth. do with the, with what we've already seen. So she's going to be going into new places and discovering new things constantly. And that's where the spin-off can come in from it.
1: Well, they could sort of tie in some of the places that they haven't referenced in the series at all. So if you look at the map, you've I think we go as far as, like, Carth, I think. Carth yeah. is the furthest east we go. And then beyond that, you've got these sort of Chinese-influenced cities and cultures that are supposed to be, you know, these bountiful places. So it'd be great if they could do a sort of mini-series with Mm -hmm. her and she gets to explore the bits that they have in reference just because, you know, George put a lot of effort and time into the story. It's like the same
2: same thing as, like, Star Wars. They've got such an expansive universe that you could go into so many different avenues. And I suppose it's the same principle of there's so much... You only see a very small part of something that could be a lot larger. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking, if if you said it was like an Asian influence to the side of it, there could be dragons, which would be quite interesting to bring in another version of a dragon. Like everyone's always assumed that it's only the Targaryens that can control dragons, and then you go to this new place and there's thousands of dragons. It'd be like Like Chinese themed dragons. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Which I don't understand how Chinese dragons can fly. They have no wings. They have, they're just They're just long snakes with a dragon head. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that they fly. I, I can never figure out how they've done that. No, I've never figured that out.
0: Is it just magic? It must be. It, it has, has to
2: it. be, yeah. It's like, you know, you've seen NeverEnding Story. You've never seen NeverEnding Story?
0: I might have. If I did, it was a long luck, time ago. The luck
2: dragon. The white, oh, long luck. Like the, one,
1: the one that crashes. Yeah. It, it would have been years ago if i have seen... But it.
2: That, that flies. How? There is no way that that thing can possibly fly. It just crashed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Very well.
1: <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the the prequel. They've said that they're looking into a prequel, S- which is thousand, set thousands of yeah. years before the the current series. So we're looking at the story between the first men, possibly and the children of the forest. Yeah. How the White Walkers. I it was
2: supposed to be more about the, how the Targaryens became to power. I'm
1: not um. sure. So I've, I don't know; if it could be anything. Because I think the I'm not sure when the Targaryen dynasty came into the timeline. Because we only saw the we saw the latter part yeah. with the Mad King and then Danny and her brother. I don't know how many years before that the the Targaryens gold, yeah. first landed in Dragonstone and then started conquering.
2: Well, one of the first men, or the was was a Stark, was it? So the Night King is actually a Stark. They say he's a Stark. Yeah. yeah so. If they went back as far as that and started off with the Starks, that would be quite poetic because you start off with the
1: Starks, you end with the Starks, and then you start again with the Starks. That'd be
2: that'd be quite nice. Yeah, Cause Cause it, everyone loves the Starks as well. It's
1: the longest. F- I think it's the longest running family lineage in yeah. the entire. And, and they are the best. Series.
2: Everyone loves them. They they just seem to be
1: the plucky little kids that keep going, just never stop. They just 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 never never stop. Well, they they're, they're sort of like the boring parent, where they don't really. You know, they're all about honor and yeah. being good and so on and so forth. And, you know, it, it kind of all works out. They're not perfect. Even, but when you watch Game of Thrones and you... When you go back to season one where they talk about Ned cheating on his wife, the secret he kept, when you actually get to the end and you realize he never cheated on his no, wife, the he secret he kept was probably the biggest secret in the world and he told no one, it actually makes his character ten times better yeah, than it was when you realised oh, yeah. he was the you know
2: Sean Beam is already amazing, and unfortunately, as soon as you know he's in something, he's going to die because that's yeah. what Sean Beam does best. <laughs> Bastard. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he was brilliant as Med. It's a shame that he did die because he would have been brilliant all the way through it. But
1: and they never referenced it back. They never, they never sort of gave his character a fair send off to say, I can't believe he kept that secret yeah. for so many years. He never cheated on mum. He was, you know, he was the epitome of what the Stark ethos was. Yeah, and they just—they never referenced it at the end. They never really tied anything off, which is a shame. Really, mm. but then that's so, a minor point for all the things they missed when they in, rushed. In, the in summary, season. what were we
2: saying about this Game of Thrones? That it was—it was good, but it could have been so, so,
1: so much better. They could have extended it by a couple mm. of seasons at least. The battle for Winterfell should have at least been. Not a full season, but the majority of one. I, I'm build still up saying that,
2: that episode three should have been the ending episode for a, a, a yeah. full season. Because it would have been when she walks out and she disappears and everything's kind of just calmed down for that split second after that adrenaline rush. You'd have been like, wow. Yeah. And then you'd be like, I need to know what happens now next season. You'd, you would have quite gladly waited, even if they only done four or five episodes per season.
1: And it's in keeping with the way they do their seasons. They have, it's usually story, story, story. They start ramping up the action. It culminates in a massive sequence, yeah. and then you start off with a follow-up yeah. for the next season. So it, w- it would have worked. Battle for Winterfell. Next season would have been the funerals, the the stories, the the, know, the, the different people Kings going Land to the different places, and then you've got the build-up then to Kings Landing. So you've got the story of them getting there, yeah. um, oh, Miss Sande <laughs> being killed, yeah. and then you've got the eventual attack on. I, the city. I didn't
2: like how they killed Regan. Just just three perfect shots to the neck. The dragon.
1: There was no continuity. No, with that was awful. The fleet. That scene, they kill the dragon with pinpoint accuracy from God knows how far away. In the next episode, they're fucking useless. That dragon's just flying around, la la la, kills them all, they're all missing... So either it felt like a video game when you put in a cheat, yeah, and the dragon yeah. just oh, it dodges all like, yeah. projectiles and everything else. Yeah,
2: it, it did. The dragon became ten times more powerful than you've ever seen in in a split second. It didn't yeah. didn't make much sense. And that
1: meant that Euron became ten times less powerful. Yeah, which is a shame because in the books he's a he's a different character um, He's an absolute lunatic in the books.
2: I like him, other than that fight with Jamie. It seemed the most pointless thing in the pointless. entire. I mean, I can understand why they had a fight, but they could have done it Two so much better. Two school kids
1: squabbling over a girl, that yeah. was.
2: And then that part where he's dying, he's like, I, I'm the one who killed the Kingslayer. Well, you're dead, so you can't really tell anyone that. No one's ever going to know that you're the one who killed Kingslayer. What King... a
1: pointless culmination. I yeah. know that he didn't really have a goal. He wanted to get off a of Cersei. He did. He wanted to become a powerful buccaneer. He, he was. But he just felt like a ripoff jack sparrow yeah i agree with that in ultim- ultimately but it's because in the books he's worse he's 10 times worse than ramsey bolton now ramsey bolton is an absolute bastard i love ramsey bolton he is possibly my
2: favorite villain in the entire and show. everyone he's, does love him he was brilliant the actor who played that's I think one, one you Welsh, need to watch actually uh, yeah i think uh watch season six in it that's that's yeah. me watch mm-hmm. season six brilliant. that one is absolutely with ramsey bolton Amazing. Battle of the Bastards, that was the perfect episode. And I know the, second, the next episode, episode afterward was good, but I think they should have finished on that episode because it was perfect to round off the Ramsay Bolton Stark thing going on. And he is ruthless all the way through it. He is a sick, twisted human being, and he plays it <laughs> brilliantly. Yeah,
1: he's an absolute psychopath. Yeah, and honestly, but then neuron is ten times worse than him in the book, so you can imagine. Yeah,
2: and yet yeah, on the on screen, it, you wouldn't think he's anywhere yeah, near on him. On screen, he's just jacked on lad. Yeah.
1: He's like, "Wait, let's, yeah, you know, let's go sailing." And it, it just, it didn't seem, it just didn't seem good enough to be honest. I don't think you know he had a massive fleet of seasoned mercenaries under his con- under his command. He himself was a well, we saw it in earlier seasons. He totally destroyed the iron fleet without even blinking. Yeah. And then, it was dragon kills them all.
2: I saw it was Ryan who said, "Aren't they all supposed to be mutes on his ships?" They are. They can't talk. Yeah, they you know. can't talk back to him. And yet, when they go to it, they're all screaming and they're all shouting around and, and telling people what to they do. They're all supposed to have no tongues.
1: Yeah, that's another plot hole.
2: Yeah, that that's the issue. So many plot holes. So and it, it's many a issues. shame.
1: It's a real shame because. The reason he did it, because he wanted he didn't want anyone to talk back to him. He was the ultimate authority on his ship. So if you were a servant or you worked for him, he'd cut your tongue out so you couldn't give him any lip back. But it would have
2: sucked. They never really went into that part either. They never showed it. So you always just thought, you assumed that he was just this cocky pirate. That was it.
1: Because in the books, he has a horn that can, legend says, that can control dragons. So the whole point of Cersei seeking his counsel and his expertise was because of that horn. So she figured when Daenerys attacked, she'd have Euron there to use the horn, mm. charm one of the <coughs> dragons, and then use them against Dany. Yeah. That never happened. Instead, they probably just killed one of them off. As
2: I said, they never really explained that part either. There was no, there's nothing like that. So you're talking about dodgy
0: plots. Um, the dragons is, is one of the things that stuck out for me in that they did very little. Most of the time, apart from you know, wander around being sort of fierce and they kill the odd individual as a punishment, I, I they didn't seem to do a lot. But then, when he came to that that town where were they, Kings, King's Landing. Landing, yeah, um, and she practically demolished the town on her own with the dragon, and he was like, "Well, it's done fuck all up till now." I, I think, a, that and, and now all of a sudden, it's capable of all this massive destruction. That makes no sense.
2: When they're in Essos, you see when the, she destroys all the ships that You do see it throughout that season like their power. But when they get to Westeros, Tyrion says to try and not you not in those many words but try don't don't use the dragons because as soon as you start using the dragons, the people are going to hate you for it. So the idea was to make sure that the dragons weren't used. So that's why they weren't used that much. And well, Battle a political move. Yeah. Tyrion was trying to do it politically, he said that if you want to take over Westeros, if you want to take over King's Landing, you need to have the people's backing. You can't just go through, destroy everyone, and and expect to be the queen. Which, in the end, she does anyway. But that was his, that was his argument all the way through, don't do this, don't do that, because otherwise people are going to hate you, and you're just going to become the mad queen, just like your father was. Um, yeah, he was a mad queen. He was a mad queen. <laughs> uh, so, so he was. So, he was he was always <laughs> so th- that was why they didn't really show it much, is because they said not to basically to keep the people on their side. So they they did always have the power in Essos. They showed it a couple of times, and they do show little bits of it when they um, when they attack the Lannister army when they particularly yeah. got the gold in. You see how powerful he is there. They, they do show it, but it's not until the very end where she loses it is when you shoot, see the full power of what that dragon can do.
0: And I have to say, it was obvious she was going to get killed by somebody yeah. yeah, after doing all that and pissed everybody yeah. off. But I did think it was going to be the dwarf. I, I thought, yeah, cause he was, uh, cause because of the way he'd been about it, where he'd yeah. said, uh, you know, don't do it, let him, you know, the bells are going, don't do it, don't do it. I thought, oh, he's gonna, she's going to be standing there, she's going to see him running out there with a stool and a knife. <laughs> I think, oh, I'm for it now. But then, next thing you know, it was um, Jon Snow yeah. bastard.
2: I thought it was gonna be Arya. I thought after witnessing what happened on ground level, I thought she was the one who was gonna go and kill her.
1: There were a few people that could have. I think they wanted Jon to do it because of the the person that he is. The Stark in him would have been compelled yeah. to kill Danny. And then you've got the culmination of their love story. Then you know he kills the woman he loves in kills his aunt. defense of the realm. Yeah, he kills his aunt that he smashed. And then <laughs> he gets taken. But the part that really frustrated me the most was when he kills her and Drogon flies off with her. The next scene is about three weeks later. They never really look. They don't go into the repercussions of Danny's death. They don't see what how people react. Like the Unsullied would have surely been a bit more miffed because they've traveled, you know, pretty much from one side of the world to the other. And then she gets killed by Jon and then Grey Worm's a bit agitated in the next scene. Yeah, it's,
2: it's the case of, he gets, she kills, Jon kills him and then nothing happens. He just gets banished to the other side of the wall where he wanted to be anyway. So he's not really getting punished and Grey Worm's like, all right then, Tyrion. You know, he, he's the one who portrayed her at the very end with Jamie. He was meant to die, but okay, we'll give him a hand. Okay, that's fine it doesn't make sense multiple surely.
1: betrayals as well he yeah. betrayed he betrayed Varys and then immediately after that he betrayed Varys to protect his queen and then an episode later he betrayed his queen for his brother yeah it's like what what are you doing to this character you know one scene he's doing everything to protect her before you know Varys because I think they, they tried to uh, Say the Varys was trying to poison her. Yeah, they, if no, you she hadn't wasn't s-
2: eating. Yeah, if you hadn't spotted that, you would never have no, known. They, they never didn't elaborate it. on it very yeah. well. And when they not until what that kid goes, I think they're watching me. Yeah. And that's the only moment, That's the only part where you're like, oh, I now what's Why she, are they watching her?
1: Yeah, because she's she's one of the servant girls who takes yeah. food to various people. So when they say the queen's not eating, it's because she, they thought Varys was going to poison her. But I had to watch that again because yeah. I didn't. I didn't get it the first time. So that's why Varys is killed because they find out he's trying to poison her, and then Tyrion spills the beans about the conversation they've had with Jon and how they want him to be on the throne instead. Yeah.
0: Now, an issue with John is that he's always, he always. I couldn't understand why he was such a revered leader because he always struck me as he's always concerned and worried about everything. He's always got this really worried look in his face. He, oh my God, it's doom and gloom. Oh no, no, no. How are we going to cope? Oh, and yet they're all looking at him. He's just fantastic leader. I never understood that. He you think
2: he'd be full of confidence and yeah, come on, lads. That's just who he was. He was never that. He never wanted to be leader of anything. He always, because he was always, he was a bastard in the Stark. He was always kind of slightly to the side. He was never. He was never, ever going to be head of the Stark family. He could never, ever do anything to become the best or, or a leader, and yet he was just kind of always forced into it to a point where he actually got killed because he was
1: a leader. Because um, originally he wanted to be a ranger in the Night's Watch. He yeah. just wanted to be like his Uncle Benjen. He didn't want to be leader of the Night's Watch. He wanted to be a ranger to go out into the north to kill the White Walkers, to kill the Wildlings, to protect the Wall, etc., etc. But then they... His arc inevitably led him to be the leader because everyone loved him. But he's kinda if you've ever watched Star Wars, you can compare it to season two Anakin, where he's very brooding. He's sort of you know, he's very... Because people forget that John is still I think he's a he's about fifteen or sixteen in the first episode. Yeah. So he's 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 still a teenager slash young adult when you get towards the end of this. So he's not mature in the sense of you know, he's not 30, 40, 50, he's not his father, he's not these great elders. He's, he's a very young man, so he's still trying to figure everything out, and I think that's why he comes across as a bit whiny sometimes. Yeah, um, well,
0: they, they, they shouldn't be picking him as a leader if he hasn't even got the bottles, instead sort of stand up and say, well, you know, I don't want to be the leader, I want to spend the weekends fishing, and then in a week I'll grow tomatoes. Well,
2: yeah, but that's the thing, he does want to do that, but no one would listen to him, everyone would say that you're the only one that could lead. So it was the case of he had to because no one else would step up. So he was forced into stepping up. Right, so he were in a sorry state then, weren't Yeah, they? yeah, <laughs> yeah they were. and, and I think that the the thing is when he died and came back, that changed him completely because he didn't really want, well, he, he should have stayed dead. I suppose if he was dead, declared dead for like half an hour or whatever, an hour, and then you come back again, you're going to be a bit like, well, that fucked me up, didn't it? Yeah, I, can I imagine you'd be like that. Yeah, yeah, if you'd been dead for half an hour. Yeah, you yeah. would be a little bit. You've got knife wounds all over you. You've got, cut, you know, you're, you're you're seriously fucked up. And then you've just come back from the dead. You'd be like, oh, why bring me back?
1: He didn't he have a cup of tea? That's the first thing he'd want when you come back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cup of tea to Bourbon. Yeah, I'm pretty he sure he went straight was into
2: it. a battle, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he. Well, he. They brought him back to life, and the the people who instigated his murder were trying to kill him. Yeah and then he executed them. Yeah, and so
2: he, had to ex- he had to execute that boy, didn't he? It was like the most poor heartbreaking. Kid. Poor kid. Because all the way through, John was like trying to protect him and, and help him, and then, because he let the wildlings through, the, the boy turned instantly and stabbed him as well. He's only like nine, ten years old, this boy, so he stabbed John, and then he had to execute him.
1: Because tr- I think they were trying to link the Stark's way of life to what happened to Ned. So Ned tried to do the right thing And he got killed. John really did the right thing in letting the free folk and the North unite to fight the undead. People couldn't see past their history and obviously he died. But, yeah, that poor kid, man. A harrowing story. He he doesn't know any different. His parents got killed by wildlings. He joined the Night's Watch to kill wildlings. And then all of a sudden, John starts letting them through. It was very black and white and he just it was a share
0: uh, i, I got to go back to a point here that you made about the unsullied it didn't seem that concerned what makes the unsullied the unsullied what do you mean how do they become the unsullied what are they what's special they're about them they
2: taking they take it away at birth from their parents they uh Castrated, right? And then from day one, they're given a spear and a shield and told to fight, right? So Holy they've shit. been
0: castrated. Then obviously they're going to have a lack of enthusiasm, haven't they? They haven't got the testosterone count. Well, no, they, so when they turn up and say the queen's dead, yeah.
2: <laughs> but their, their mentality has always been just fight. They're, they're, they're the type of people who will fight to. to They won't retreat. There's no retreat in their mind. It's fight or die, um, and that's all they know. Yeah, only a certain
1: percentage of the boys selected make it through the training to become unsullied. So they're they're like the Spartans in a sense. They're like super soldiers. I suppose Mm -hmm. you're right in that sense that, you know...
0: They've been castrated. (laughs) Yeah. The
1: thing is, if they had no bollocks, wouldn't you expect them to be a bit more emotional then?
0: Because they would be... And fatter.
1: Yeah, well, saying that they could probably beat Anthony and Joshua,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> would definitely beat Anthony. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I think, yeah, it was it was a very unsatisfying ending for the Unsullied. They they went from being the the enforcers of law from the slave masters. Danny turned them around to be freedom fighters. Yes, Grey Worm started to become a bit of a terrorist in the end, but that was because of you know they, they turned his character from a being sort of a robot into a human being. He falls in love, they kill the woman, and then he just, he doesn't know how to deal with it. That's obviously its the first time he's had feelings for a woman, so he's, you know, he's lashing out, and he, he goes off the rails a bit. But nothing ever really happens after that. They don't try and keep the Unsullied in Westeros. They just sort of... I don't think they want to, men, see right?
2: the other day. I, I think if, if your queen has just died, the only reason why you would have left Essos in the first place, and then she <laughs> dies... You're not going to stay, are you? You're go, you're I suppose for
1: Grey Worm, he wouldn't have really wanted to stay there. He went back to North yeah. to try and get yeah, because he's lost Miss Sandy he's and he's
2: lost he's yeah. lost uh, his queen. He's got nothing there for him now. It's not his home.
1: We didn't know what happened to the Dothraki though.
2: I'm assuming they went back with him.
1: <laughs> I would imagine so.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would have thought so, but you don't know because they're as close as you're going to get to Neanderthals, aren't they? The Dothraki they're but very it's a shame.
1: much. You know, they were. In season one they were built up to be this Have
0: you been to Patalbert? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, just, that's Cousin Frank. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they they built them up to be this superhuman force. You know, you talk about you know, the Westerosians would whisper about these savages that lived across the sea. And they built them up through all the seasons, you know, Carl Drogo and the eventual They love Carl Drogo, yeah. yeah. One of the best characters in the yeah. season, they shouldn't have killed him off for the fucking agreed. You know, a scratch. Um and then nothing. you didn't see it. There was no mm. subtle end into them in the end. There was no, right, they've, they, they've gone back east or wherever they went. They th- just didn't mention It them.
2: did seem like as soon as the Unsullied came in, the Dothraki took a step back, and then as soon as they went over to Westeros, they took a further step back, and they always seemed to just, each season, disappear into the background a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, and then, then they
1: sent them all into the army yeah, of the they, dead. They
2: used them as cannon fodder and nothing else. I will say that, that scene, when they've all just charged in, you've seen the lights... Flicker down one by one. That is an awesome looking. That scene. was cool. It was awesome a as
1: a cinematic effect. Yeah. Logically, it was the stupidest oh, it just thing. Didn't make any sense.
2: I, I agree. It didn't make. As soon as they started charging I was like,
1: "Why? What are you doing?" Pointless. Yeah. I just wish they kind of at least tied them up to say at the end they would have. You would have seen them going on a ship east, yeah. or because they, if they're going to stay in Westeros, they're just going to rape and pillage their way across the land because they have no. They have no queen now, yeah, and,
2: and that's it, what they do anyway. They don't, they never stayed in one place, did they? They'd always move the, when and their break leader and died. And
1: and and there'd be a struggle for power, and then they yeah. would just go.
2: Yeah, they would follow whoever they wanted to follow. It yeah. Wouldn't be the case. So it wasn't
1: a. They only had one. They had one major settlement, where the elders would live and the the act the wives of the dead. <laughs> yeah, where would she go, burns down. Which she burns down completely. It's a really good scene, by the way and other than that they were yeah they had no fixed abode. they would just travel around pillaging and stuff so their place is not if they're trying to keep peace in westeros the dothraki need to go so i assume they have because they don't mention and
2: they're not going to live north because it's just far too cold for them no
1: they won't stand a chance so So they've probably gone back east but again they they never Mm. they never referenced it which is the same and the golden company what a waste of money that was i hope cersei kept the receipt (laughs) because they were crap (laughs)
2: they died Cersei made something like a million dollars and she sits there stand there and drink a glass of wine
1: yeah and you know you a million
2: dollars that's all she did for the entire episode is stand there and go
1: and then she had a couple
2: of bricks falling on her head yeah. right. which didn't make any sense because A they were still in perfect tact when Tyrion started taking the bricks off their faces and if they moved five foot to the left the bricks wouldn't have hit them
0: yeah, and he, he knew exactly where to find them. Yeah. Because he walked into all that... They could have been anywhere in the city. He didn't know where they were. Uh, yeah, and then no, he, he just he goes he wandering did, off and goes, oh, I'll just lift this brick.
2: Oh, there they are. He um he told them to go out that way to get onto the dinghy that Davros had left them to for them, for Jamie ah, and Cersei. So I he did... He had a, a guess. He knew the route. Yeah, he had a guesstimate on where they w- could be. Yeah, uh, But no, I do agree. Lifting a couple of bricks off and there they are. First of all, their faces would be smashed in from the bricks. Yeah. Bricks. And then... Second of all, five feet to the right, or left, sorry, there is clear, there's no bricks there at all. So if they had just stepped that way slightly,
1: they would have survived. They tried, I mean, they yeah. tried to humanise Cersei at the end as well. She, she starts crying, I don't want to die, I don't want this, I don't want that. She's a much stronger character than that. They I, I, I don't know,
2: actually, because I, I, I quite like that because it, it, it showed that, yeah, she is very strong. She's, uh, she's always been very cold and you've never really seen her much emotion on it even up to the moment where you could see that she's going to die, she knows that she's going to die, and then all of a sudden it all comes out at once. If she breaks, basically, her mind just snaps and she can't take it anymore and she just wants to live. I think that kind of shows that <coughs> no matter how cold she is, she is only human at the end of the day. And I, I kind of like that. I didn't like the way they died, but I, I like the fact that she broke because...
1: I think if they hadn't rushed it, maybe they could have fleshed it yeah. out a little bit. Maybe they could have... She obviously wanted to die with Jamie and he obviously wanted to die with her, so they got their you know, their just desserts in the end. I but st-
2: I still think Jamie should have been the one to kill Cersei. I think it would have been better if if he yeah, killed her.
1: Kind of a dick as well. He uh He left Left him. Brienne, you know, yeah. takes her V card, she's all happy, and then he's like, Nah, I'm going back to yeah. my sister. <laughs> bad. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I would was all
2: a bit weird. Mm-hmm. I would just prefer it if he killed her. It would have been better.
0: And no, I are killed. So before we wrap it up, just a couple of points. Everybody's moaned about this episode three of season eight being dark and too dark. <laughs> I didn't find it dark. I watched it and like to me, well, it's a night scene. I can see what's going on. They that fight was in the battle even, in the night. Yeah. So to me, that's just it's no different than any other film. It, it was, was just the dark. It was I think the only, so only
2: difference is, is generally speaking the 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 enemy will have lights as well. So it lights up a little bit more because they have to see where they're going just as much as the defendants have to see where they're, what they're hitting. Whereas in this particular case, they were fighting an army of the dead. So they needed no lights whatsoever. So the only people that were producing the light was the castle. At the end of the day, that's only going to produce enough light to to, to light up their area. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. So I thought, I it, yeah, I thought it was right. Yeah, it was so perfect, that's, and that's what I mean. I think a lot of people are, are forgetting that they were fighting an army that didn't need light. Mm. So as soon as you take the light out of it, that's when it gets a bit dark. I but thought
1: it added to the episode yeah. as well because when I was watching it, I was getting, I was trying to put things over the curtains. I was like, yeah. I can't see anything. I need to get it dark. <laughs> you know, it actually it engrossed me in yeah. the episode. And then yeah, it's totally right when they're actually in the castle. And there's torches on the wall and people have got this there's fire pits and everything's ablaze you can see everything perfectly yep. and it makes sense because there's fire there's yep. light so when the dead are charging I, th- I think it was perfect you know it's darkness 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 and then you just see this you know this mesh of undead skeleton yeah, faces exactly. smash into your tv so to speak and then it all kicks off yeah. i I've got no complaints. Yeah, I, think really was, well done. I think really, I think it's
2: rude. I like the the way they they neutralize the dragon straight away as well with the storm, and that makes it obviously going to be harder to see as well because they've made a a massive snowstorm that's really thick, so you can't see what's coming at you. So that explains why there's a lot less visibility. And
1: this is such a shame because they clearly showed that the Night King was a competent military strategist. Yeah, he destroys their barricades he creates the the blizzard to stop things from being set ablaze they bust through their fort all right all right they didn't have the best battle plan in the world it wouldn't have taken that much of a genius to but it showed that he wasn't he wasn't just they aren't just mindless zombies they can be controlled there was some strategy to what he was doing and again i just wished that the whole thing had been fleshed out we could have delved into that a little bit more The whole story they could, arc. They,
2: they could have almost made that into two episodes they could have had a starting of ending just as they were like breaching the walls and then the next starting would have been them breaching the walls and i suppose they could have fleshed it out a lot more but the whole thing just was too rushed
0: and at the end that last scene at the end when they decided who's going to be king and the dwarf is there in the handcuffs and he's up as a, as a possible contender yeah. for the throne, or to be king, and he sits standing near S- in anchors. That's hilarious t-
2: tull- to
1: me. That was hilarious.
2: The Tully guy when he stands up and starts saying his bit, it's like, no, nah, sit down, nah,
1: just, sit down, down. You're all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. He's there's been loads of memes on the internet about that, but at the end of the day. He took a shot. Can't blame him. He yeah, missed. I think
2: I think I would have in that situation. Like,
1: I'll try king, why not? It's like, nobody's He'll coming be. forward. Oh, fuck yeah. it. I'll I'll be king. Yeah, uh, yeah you're all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, Yeah, I, I tried. Don't pick me.
0: That's a terrible yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. I'll fuck it up. <laughs> Don't they pick him? <laughs> no, After? they picked oh, the bloody Br- brand of bollocks, didn't they? Ended up as... Uh, brand of bollocks. The bollocks. <laughs> Brand
2: the eunuch. Yeah. The, uh, they you, re- they they reckon that he was always destined, didn't they? Cuz the first poster that they ever sh- uh, shown of Game of Thrones was Ned Stark sitting the the throne and there was a raven. Yeah. People on missed it.
1: the raven, they didn't see it.
2: Yeah, so they reckon that he was always going to be the king from the very beginning. That was the storyline all the way through it that he was going to be. I've king. got
1: no problem with that. If they if they knew the ending from season 1, then great. I just wish they'd gotten there a bit a I, bit more thoroughly.
2: I I I think they did a brilliant job up until the season. I I can't complain about any season, other, well bits and pieces, but at this season they just seem to mess it up massively. I mean they left a coffee cup on one episode and two water bottles in another. I mean just little things like that as well. You didn't see anything like that in, in seven seasons, mm. and then all of a sudden, it, they've ruined it basically. They've they've made this well the the, the was the first best pr- program of all time. And they've just destroyed all that in one season, basically. Have
1: you ever have seen the Monty Python films? Where at the end of one of the episodes the police riot vans oh, yeah, that's come a in a holy and they grail. start arresting all the soldiers. Yeah. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. They were leaving in so many things that shouldn't have been yeah. there. I was half expecting to see like a riot van <laughs> Yeah,
2: that would be brilliant. I love that film, Holy Grail. Fantastic. Right,
0: that's enough of that shit talking about um the city programme. Glad it's over now.
1: Glad we've entered about it. Yeah, and yeah. if you want to read I'm, I'm sad
2: actually, like I'm sad that it's ended and I'm sad that they ended on such a bad side. If
0: you want to read my opinion about it, go to our Patreon page, Martial Podcast on Patreon. And there's a nice big long article I wrote it's on it. It's a there.
1: lovely article, everyone <laughs> should read it. It's
0: very good. And of course, it's politically correct because it's it's by me. <laughs> so thanks Carl, thanks Chris. Been a good chat. Speak to you next week. Cool. Thank you. Take care. Bye.